Welcome to It's a Good Life podcast, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Top of the morning to you, and welcome to our mid-year bold predictions update. Lots of stuff in the air. Talk of recession. We've had a lot of interest rate hikes, market slowdowns. Boy, the world must be coming to an end. Well, today we have a neat format for you. Uh, we're going to start off the day hearing an industry update from the CEO of Buffini Company, Dermot Buffini. And then Dermot will be interviewing one of the top economists in the world, Dr. Lawrence Yoon, to hear his perspective on where the market actually is. Then I'm going to wrap up the broadcast today by giving you a recession-busting plan so you can prosper in your business and be a trusted source of information for your clients. So let me introduce you to a man that some of you may already know, my brother Dermot. So he's been the CEO of Buffini and Company here for the past 10 years. He's actually been with the organization 23 years, started at the absolute grassroots level, worked his way up. And then for 10 years, uh, he was the vice president of business development. Now, the reason that's so important is that during that time, Dermot built relationships with every significant influencer in the real estate industry. The heads of all the real estate companies, major, international, national, regional, local companies. And Dermot Buffini has the most influential Rolodex in the entire real estate industry. And the reason that's so important to you is that these competing brokers and owners and CEOs of these publicly traded companies many times, they won't talk to each other, but they all talk to Dermot. So he really has his finger on the pulse of what's going on in the industry, not only in the U.S., Canada, and overseas. So no better person to be bringing us an update on where the industry is than him. He's also going to then talk to Dr. Yoon to really separate the fact from the fiction. You know, we have to dive into the statistics as they are, because when we hear them through media, they're politicized, they're leveraged for impact. Sometimes they're manipulated to present a certain uh, light on things, maybe it's a, regarding a stock or an industry or, again, a political landscape. So we're just going to dive in, roll up our sleeves, and Dermot's going to talk to Dr. Yoon about what the numbers actually are and what they actually say. And I'm going to send it over to Dermot. Over to you, bro. Take it away. Well, thanks, Brian. I'm honored to be here today. And as Brian mentioned, I've been privileged to hold a unique position the past 20-odd years, meeting with and connecting with leaders in the real estate industry. But also, I've witnessed at a grassroots level how Buffini and Company interacts with all of you to help you build a great business. As Brian mentioned, we want to separate fact from fiction and look at what the numbers actually are, what they mean to you, your business, and your clients. But before we get to that, I have a few industry updates for you. First of all, we've seen an increase in our membership from 1.46 million members to now 1.56 million, which is extraordinary in an industry that experiences a 20 to 30% churn in the industry every year. So 100,000 new agents is a colossal increase in the number of people in the business. And as you know, it's also 100,000 more people for you to compete with. We also saw in the last report, it showed that the average years of experience in the business dropped from nine years to eight years. So we've got more people in the business with less experience. The great news is, is that the American homeowner equity is at the highest level ever. And you are the people who made that happen. Now, while the consumers are happy, 
with their equity, the sales agents have not seen the same financial gains. For instance, this was the latest sales agent income from National Association of Realtors, and it showed that the average agent made $33,800. Now, at Buffini and Company, I'm happy to report our clients are experiencing something very different as they continue to utilize our referral systems and support from their coach. Our average coaching member last year earned almost $370,000 and also took five weeks off. Brian will be sharing exactly how our members do this at the end of our broadcast today by outlining the Fab Four strategy. But our goal is to ensure that it doesn't stop there. My role as CEO of Buffini and Company is overseeing a fabulous staff of hundreds of dedicated professionals who help agents produce more while increasing their quality of life. Our system is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Uh, These are business principles that reward consistency over time. Here's the trajectory of our average agent. You know, year one, at $100,000, we start working with them and we get them to that $277,000 mark by year three. By year five, they're earning just over $350,000. And by year 10, over four hundred and twenty. And by year 15, we're at the 581,000 mark. And as you can see, that's a great business. So as I get ready to interview Dr. Yoon, we know that we're in the midst of some changes right now. Showings are down significantly. And just two weeks ago, the Federal Reserve raised rates by 75 basis points to the biggest rate hike in 28 years. And this is the backdrop for why we want you to hear from Dr. Yoon. Dr. Yoon will help us cut through the noise and the clickbait and provide us with trusted data and a time-sensitive message just for you. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. Lawrence Yoon. Great to see you, Dr. Yoon. Uh, Hello, Dermot. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for taking the time to be here. And I know your time is precious. So let's dive right in. You know, we're experiencing record low inventory. What does your data tell us? So the inventory level uh, right before the pandemic, so one looks at, say, March 2020, it was very tight. It was low inventory. Then when the pandemic hit, our life got flipped upside down. But one positive uh, outcome of the COVID was that people wanted to have larger size home, uh, exit the downtown and go into suburban, meaning that just different change in residence, home sales, uh, and consequently, home inventory plunge. So we are still at near record lows. I mean, there's always a seasonal decline, December, January, very, very low levels. Now we're in the middle of the year, some increase. But compared to one year ago, we are still down and way down compared to year 2000. We're also experiencing unyielding inflation. And I know it's on everybody's mind right now. So how is that showing up in the marketplace? Well, the inflation is not a good news. You know, we suffer at the grocery store. Uh, it is maddening at the gas station. Mm-hmm. But for real estate industry, it's really about inflationary impact on interest rates. Because when inflation rises, first, it may be eating up all the people's wage gains. I mean, nationwide, people's wages are rising about 5%. But if the consumer prices are rising at 8%, well, then, you know, it is done and over in terms of rising standard of living. Um, and the rents are rising. So people uh, who are, you know, just trying to make the ends meet 
with the rents rising so strongly, you know, that is also hampering. Uh, but the real estate investors, they still see the opportunity in the increase in rents. Uh, but it's all about the Federal Reserve focus on how they want to contain inflation. And they are doing so by raising interest rate. They are hinting that more interest rates are on the way. Uh, and the quantitative easing, uh, which is more technical term for uh, Federal Reserve trying to lower the mortgage rate by buying mortgage-backed security, well, that is being now undone. And therefore, it's also causing mortgage rates to rise even more than under normal circumstances. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I know that's also on everybody's mind. You know, we've seen a a rapid increase in mortgage rates that's impacting the cost of the American dream. And can you give us your take on that? Well, uh, you know, uh, when the mortgage rate rise, say from 3% of last year to 4% or 5%, we are knocking on the door at 6%. People may say, well, you know, what's the big deal? My credit card interest rate is 18% or something like that. But when they run the numbers, you know, Mm -hmm. take out a, say, $400,000 mortgage and run the numbers, suddenly they realize their monthly payment may be rising almost 50%. So grocery bill increases nothing compared to 50% increase in mortgage payment for mm-hmm. recent set of buyers. Uh, first, I want to say to all the uh, realtors who have helped their clients the past two years, uh, reconnect with them, shake their hand and say, congratulations, you locked in on those low mortgage payments. But it's about the new set of buyers who are facing much higher monthly payment. Mm-hmm. Well, I love this the slide you put together, which was comparison year over year, where you know if you bought a house a year ago and you took out a four hundred thousand loan, you'd be at a three percent interest rate and a payment of sixteen hundred eighty six dollars. You know, a year later, here we are in twenty twenty two, and that same loan is now a four hundred eighty thousand dollar loan with a five point seven percent interest rate, and your payment's gone up to twenty seven hundred eighty six dollars per month. You know, sixty five percent increase in the cost of the American dream, which is significant, and also as you said. You know, thank God those people who moved when they did, who took advantage of, you know, there's a cost of waiting apparently. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting comparison for sure. Let me ask you this. The rates have gone up so high and we're seeing a decline for the past five months in a row on pending home sales. Where do you think the market is now? I think there will be further downward adjustment in terms of sales activity, just from the simple fact that People who are barely qualifying for a mortgage at 3%, they're out of the game. But people who have a little more buffer room, well, maybe they've qualified at 5%, but not at 6%. So you are also beginning to see shrinkage in the pool of buyers. Uh, but one interesting part is that days on the market is still very swift. Uh, you list a home, a contract is signed, essentially in about two weeks or three weeks time period, uh, historically very, very fast pace. So the way to interpret all this is to say that even though sales are coming down because buyer pool is shrinking, those who are still in the market are looking for that fresh inventory. And when it shows up, they're ready to sign that contract immediately uh, because let's understand the mindset of a consumer. When there is a multiple offers of last year, very intense, 20 offers uh, on some homes, there's only one winner. There are 19 losers. 
and maybe some cannot come back to the market, but say half are still in the market, that means we still have multiple offer situation, residual multiple offer uh, in the marketplace. Yeah. And hopefully it's less exhausting for the realtors and those buyers that are getting beaten out by, you know, crazy offers. And, and so what I'm hearing you say there is that there's still a lot of very, very qualified people still available to get in the game. Uh, so, you know, mortgage rates, the rising mortgage rate is negative and people certainly do not like that. But I think for most Americans, what they dislike more is rising rents and the rents are rising very fast. And they are saying, look, uh, I want to get in. And, and certainly people understand that uh, that many uh, past home buyers they went into the market when the mortgage rates were 8%. That was the mm-hmm. case for me, my first home. My parents bought their home when the mortgage rates were 15%. We all did well because first, home prices rise over time. And second, one can always refinance downward when mortgage rate reverts back down because we know that mortgage rates go up, goes down, more up, down, and we can always refinance and lock in at those low rates later. That's true. I'm hearing more of that now where people are, you know, having, you know, an interest loan only loan hasn't been around in God only knows how long. And it'll be interesting to see as these programs come back in to help those people get started. I know. For me, when I had to get, when I got into the market the first time, my first ever house I purchased, I did an interest-only loan just to get into the market. So maybe that's what we're going to see more of too. But you know, obviously, there's a lot on people's minds uh, regarding inflation and say pending sales, gas prices, and then even world events. You know, it's it's uh, it feels like we're getting inundated with stuff every day, and it causes a lot of fear. But I'm curious, what are your predictions for the rest of 2022? So the home sales will continue to go down until mortgage rates stabilize. Maybe we are very close to the point where mortgage rates do stabilize, because I do believe that mortgage rates is already pricing in all the future rate hike by the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve does not directly control mortgage rates. They control something called short-term Fed funds rate. And they will be raising that in the future months or even going into next year. But the mortgage rate uh, has already priced in, in my view. Uh, and therefore, it may stabilize at 6% or six and a quarter, maybe 6.5%. And maybe it can even go down slightly to under 5% in a few months. But we are essentially at that uh, peak mortgage rate peak in the current cycle. Um, only way the mortgage rate would rise even higher is if we continue to get bad inflation number month after month in a surprising, unexpected way. But let's hope that uh, the oil prices begin to stabilize uh, and you know supply chain issues begin to dissipate. Uh, and if that's the case, with mortgage rates stabilizing, then home sales will stabilize and it's all about job market. Overall, nonetheless, people should anticipate that the unit sales this year will be down about 13% from one year ago. Prices, the momentum is still good, up about 7%. So one can say the dollar revenue for the industry uh, will be down in a single digit percentage point. I mean, it's certainly not going to replicate what happened last year, uh, but one can say it's more modest decline. And goodness, we don't have those risky mortgages, uh, which turned the market really bad uh, back in 2008-9 period. So uh, one can say it's a soft landing. So some good job market's still pretty good. Rates are kind of hopefully staying in that good spot. Rents being high are going to promote people to take action 
and and start looking for some homes. And and I think what I'm hearing you also say is that you know some there's still a pool of very strong, well qualified people who are out there who need some help finding a great home. That's right. Um, and this, uh, let's not forget the work from home flexibility out there. Uh, I think that means that there are many uh, current uh, residents uh, who feel. Mm-hmm miss house, meaning that they prefer four bedroom house, you know, turn one bedroom into an office space, but they are stuck in a two bedroom condominium. And so they're itching to make that move. Uh, so they're just looking for that fresh inventory to show up. For sure. And with $6 cash prices, you know, we at Buffini Company, we don't want to be bringing people into work five days a week when they're spending that kind of money. So maybe they'll be looking for some homes too. So my last question for you, Dr. Yoon, is I know that the real estate industry is obviously you know, very near and dear to your heart. You spend a time looking at it. But I also know that you have a lot of people in your own personal world and your personal life who are in the business. I'm just curious about what would be your best advice for real estate professionals joining us on today's broadcast? Um, I would say, you know, view it as a long-term strategy because, you know, people who are looking to say, you know, I really want to get the deal done with this client next month. If one has that mindset, it may not work out because that client who may be your best friend today may have that resentment in the future if the deal was done only for just trying to get the deal done. One has to serve long-term interests of the client, whether it's a best friend, referral, uh, business colleague. Only by doing that, one builds the, the database of potential clients steadily over the years and that's what I find that successful realtors do. They really serve their clients' best interests for the long haul. That's beautiful. So put your clients' best interests ahead of yours and stay patient and make sure that and the, the timing is right. The timing will be right for them. That's right. It's good stuff. Well, Dr. Yoon, uh, as ever, um, it's just great to have you on. Fantastic information. Thanks for having our backs. Now, the team here at Buffini & Company have put together a fantastic resource for you called the Brian Buffini Real Estate Report. And we're making this available to all of you on this broadcast today. You can download this for free at buffiniandcompany.com slash midyear2022 resources. We want you to stay up to date so that you can navigate this market and help educate your clients about what's really going on. Oh, by the way, we also have a Canadian version for all of our Canadian friends. Brian also recorded a podcast on how to recession-proof your business, and you can find this podcast episode by navigating to that same link. Well, it's been great to be with you today. I hope you found this information helpful. Make sure that you download those free resources we've made available to you. Thanks, Dermot. That's all for today. We'll pick up with Brian this coming Thursday. In the meantime... Here's Therese Buffini with a little Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. (laughs) 